everyone, and welcome to the Abundology Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Catherine Clancy, who is a National Association of Holistic Aromatherapy Certified Professional Aromatherapist, also a trained perfumer and environmental scientist. She's been teaching yoga and meditation since 2009, and her business, Meet the Herb Halfway, specializes in natural solid perfumes, and she recently won an international award for the best botanical perfumer in 2002. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, and welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is really exciting, (laughs) and um, I I, I just love talking to you and how what we've done so um, I didn't know if you want to say anything more and I could go into what I. <laughs> well, I'm interested in talking with you today because you work with the energy and the aroma of botanicals to really help shift people's energy and their mindsets. So I think most of us are familiar with essential oils, but how are your perfumes different than that? Um, well, in perfumes use absolutes as well as essential oils. So absolutes are there. Um, so the floral, many of the florals are so delicate that when you steam them or press them, it destroys the, the molecular structure. And so you're not really capturing the fragrance. So what they do is they use what's known as a concrete process. Um, it takes a uh, sort of like a wax and then they'll use a solvent and the solvent is how they're extracting. And so based on an age old technique called enfleurage. Um, and then the essential oil is what, or the absolute is what is that liquid. So most of the florals are all absolutes. You wouldn't really use those in aromatherapy because of the, there is that solvent in, even though most of it's removed from the absolute, it's still there. And so, um, that's part of it. The other thing is that uh, essential oils tend to be much lower in dilute. I mean, aromatherapy tends to be much lower in dilution than a perfume. They're less complex. The, the intention behind the blend is different in that you're usually have uh, for perfume, it's associated with sort of a luxury and the enjoyment of the experience versus something like aromatherapy, where it's, I want to fix your cold or your pain, or, you know, maybe it helps with anxiety. What I was finding as an aromatherapist was that people were starting to use, I've always blended based on scent and people were using my, um, my aromatherapy blends as perfumes. So Um, But what was also shifting my perspective from the aromatherapy to the perfumes was the sense of this real focus on the mechanism, the uh, treating the essential oils as something that's mechanistic so that it has, you know, you you use this essential oil and it has this effect. Um, And that that really is getting into what's known as the pharmacodynamics. So it was pulling some of the beauty and the, the essentially the, the esoteric nature of the plants and turning it into something that, you know, just as if you have this problem, look in this book, look at this chart and it will solve this and taking a lot of the complexity out of it. As a scientist, I can, you know, really appreciate that, but it wasn't really resonating with what I was experiencing. Um, What I found and what I, in my reading, I found that um, women's, so my specialty in, in aromatherapy is women's health. And one of the things that I 
experienced and also read was that women as their um, their sense of fragrance or what they enjoy changes over time. And what I found when I would work with young women was that they would gravitate, especially as they became healthier, to the essential oils that are more tonics for the kinds of problems that you have when you're much, you know, you're starting menarche, you're you're having the the beginning parts of your uh, menstruation and your um, some of the problems that are associated with that. And then more in the 20s and 30s, I was finding again that women were gravitating towards those, especially as I you know, began to bring them into balance, they were finding the fragrances that were tonics for that time of their life. And the same thing with menopause or premenopausal women. It was really interesting. And it was interesting how there, it was like this intuition of the botanical reaching out to them, um, guiding them towards what was going to bring them toward in, into health. Uh, the other thing is that botanicals don't really push you; they sort of um, gently guide you. So they're they're what? Are, so the word tonic means that it's not. If you have deficit, it will bring you. It will give you. It will give. And if you have excesses, it will take. But it's not going to really. Put, if you have a system that's out of whack, it's not going to work very well. So a lot of times, some pre-existing conditions have to be addressed. Um, so I found that just working with aromatherapy and having this people coming in with this laundry list of like, I want, I have all these lists of things that I want to solve. And it was very complex and they were very stressed. I thought the more that I worked with the botanicals, I realized that you really don't need to, you don't want to work with it this way. You want to work with them from a more holistic and simple process. They're not that complicated um, in, I mean, they are complicated, but it's in terms of how they're going to work with you is not as complicated. Yeah, that makes such sense, especially in our society, our Western society, where we um, kind of want to, let's smell lavender and you relax. We want that simple fix. But when we really are going into nature and all the subtle energies of nature and that are out there, of course, of course, it makes sense. There would be more to it than just that. Yes. Um, the other thing is, is that I went to one of the premier aromatherapy conferences and there was this uh, lecture that was highly attended by this um, psychologist who worked with essential oils. And she said, I'm going to talk about the essential oils that help you with trauma. Now, some of the top ones would be like rose rock and um, of course, lavender and yuzu and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like thinking, okay, we're going to find the answer. It's here it is. And she read off, like, I want to say 60 oils. So it's like basically all the oils. Um, <laughs> so I was so it was like, but at the same time, it was like really interesting. At the same time, I found this book that was talking about how you cannot, when you're working with fragrance, it's really hard to overcome like a childhood memory or the trauma. Like for instance, if you were traumatized and there's a smell of coffee in the background, you know, coffee is going to trigger that trauma. Um, so if you have, you know, a nasty grandma who wore rose, um, rose is no matter how beautiful rose is, no matter how well the scent is constructed, no matter how many times you're told rose is nurturing, it's not going to work. So there's, there's an aspect of ourselves that is involved in this relationship with the botanicals. Um, 
So I found, so that was when it was just sort of like, I'm moving into developing these perfumes, but I'm not going to let go of the spiritual, you know, with my spiritual background of using them and encouraging them to help basically um, change habits and um, bring a sense of, you know, peace, uh, confidence, those sorts of things. Um, so that was, that was sort of my intention behind the perfumes. It gets a little bit more involved. I imagine. Um, <laughs> because, um, I mean, it's, it's a seriously different process in making the, um, the perfumes because I use, I actually make several of the components and in making the components, I use um, some of my background in um, homeopathy um, so using the subtle energies and that's by activating and using a serial dilution to really bring up the subtle energy. So it's, it, it changes the fragrance profile. Um, one thing that also um, is really kind of, I think the most important thing associated with my business was my own experience and associated with my health. Uh, so I had really poor health. I had been in um, some extremely stressful conditions uh, and, and just had a bunch of life changes happening. Like I had a baby, I got married, I got divorced and I moved um, all in the span of six months. So um, that really had an impact on my health. And I, through a series of different things, um, regained my health and I was going out and I was not um, living my life very sustainably. Like I was overworking and doing all the things I was all the things I had missed out on all the social events I was you know doing as I was just I had this jam-packed life um and so not shocking my health began to deteriorate <laughs> like everybody's would yeah yeah so um so um a friend of mine gave me an essential oil blend that had frankincense in it and I started using it and it was almost like a miracle how much it, it I just regained that vital, that vital energy and began redoing all the things, <laughs> like all the stuff um, out there, you know, and not living my life in a sustainable way. And that night, one night it was like, I was right on the edge and I was like, Oh, I'm getting a cold. Maybe I'll try to go to bed early. No, I'm going to stay up late and do the things. And so when I finally collapsed in bed, I had this dream where the frankincense tree spoke to me in my dream and said, you know, you need to add your own efforts into this. I can't do it all for you. And so if you, if, if, if you can't love yourself, you know, I mean, I can only, you know, I have all the love for you, but you also have to add in your own love. And I woke up and that was like this sort of like aha moment of, you know, really, this is just so important in working with botanicals. And since then, I've, I've been, I find that the more that I work with natural botanicals, the, the healthier and the more balanced I become. Um, so I am in my training, I did work, I did learn to work with synthetics, but I found that this, I didn't care what people said, you know, people would say, just add this little touch of hedione and it will bring, you know, it'll sort of add this vitality and sparkle. And I was like, you know, I'm just not sensing that. 
I just don't, it's just not, it's not for me. So I'm not suggesting that pe- if they, people love their synthetic fragrances, that's great. You know, use them. That's, that's fine. But that doesn't work. That just doesn't resonate with me. So I decided to just stick with naturals. Um, well, and I, I think there's so much a bit, so much about plants that we just don't even understand. You know, even I don't know when I first read the book, The Secret Life of Plants, years ago. You know, just the the awareness that there's so much more that that um, nature is offering us, and if we're stripping it all out and we're just getting to that one thing, it's like we're missing so much of the good stuff. And part of that, then, the energy of the plant, the vibration of the plant, what yes. that plant is. Do you work with that when you are making your your perfumes? Yes, absolutely. When I um. I'll- a lot of times when I put together the perfume, it begins with what's known as the brief. So I am organized, but I will meditate on it. And I'll often, um, you know, there's a, so much material on any, almost all of the ingredients that you could choose. Um, but a lot of it is this, um, you don't really know where it's coming from. Um, right. And so the more that I meditate on it, I begin to get a sense of it. But what I also find is that then I'm able to find a more advanced teacher to talk to about this. So it's almost like I'm, I find that I'm drawn to someone who knows quite a bit more at that level of depth that I'm looking for and can answer my questions in a way that doesn't sound like they're just, you know, you scratch the surface and there's nothing there. There's just this wealth of knowledge that um, they, some, they're they usually very generous in sharing with me. And so that's been extremely helpful in, um, in, in basically constructing the perfumes. The other thing I find is that it's very easy when I spend that time in my head beforehand. And I spend that time with the, what I would call the heart note, the main ingredient that I'm building it around. Um, It's so intuitive, such a simple process to put it together that um, then the end is just really that construction of the fine tuning is what takes the longest time and making sure that I, that I have the formula written down correctly. Um, When I don't do that, I find that it's just, like so challenging and I, it doesn't seem to be working out right. And it doesn't come together in this beautiful fragrance. Um, It's just sort of, um, and so I, I often have to just tell myself, you need to shelve this. You're, you're just not ready for that. And you need to spend more time thinking about it. So um, I think that that's helpful. The other thing is that it's it's also helpful to have as much of the raw, spend as much time around the raw ingredient as possible. So if it's a rose, yes, I want to spend time around a rose botanical. Um, I mean, some of the some of the ingredients, unfortunately, I mean, in Wisconsin, I just don't have access to. <laughs> um, so I try to find as much of the um, to have as much access to the natural as possible, but it's not always, it's not always processed. Yeah. Um, I love getting away briefly from this. I love how this is your spiritual path. You have a dream, you know, um, you're introduced to the frankincense, you have the dream. And then each time that you're, you know, going deeper with a perfume, you're searching out more of the knowledge from other people. You have to use your intuition. You have to tune in to all the things. 
it's the people ask, well, how do I do, you know, how do I um, live my spiritual path, live my spiritual purpose? This is how, this is how you do it. It's brilliant. I love it. Well, thank Yeah, I, it has been a, definitely a process, but um, <laughs> as it should be. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I do also very much love it. Um, I think perhaps okay. the, oh, go ahead. Uh, can you, um, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no. but after you say, after you say what you're going to say, could you give us a little few examples of how people work with this? I know you also use like guided meditation and that, that was, sort of thing. Yeah. That, that was what I was going to go with next. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next step. Um, so then perhaps my most favorite part of this is, yes, I love working. I mean, they're just gorgeous. Um, you've, you've, you've sampled some of them. Yes. Um, and um, so is the ability the combining them. And this is where the, it's almost like you, it, it's, it's the complexity and the simplicity of the two. In other words, the complexity is there in the blend. It has, it's a, you know, there's so many molecules that are in there and all the botanical energy that's in there, but you don't need to know anything about it. You just open it up and you put it on your pulse points. And uh, usually what I tell people is find what attracts you. Um, and that's the one, you know, that you'll be, that will work the best. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll ask people to start with relaxing and then choosing their fragrance. Um, as the, the biggest part of combining the perfume with a meditation is to begin going inward and relaxing the body. So that's, a, that's why a lot of times you do yoga beforehand. Um, I have some simple techniques that are used basically a sort of tense and relax sort of thing where you equalize the tension so you can identify the tension within the body. The second part is really tuning into the body, like becoming embodied, understanding where it is in your body that you're feeling something that you maybe don't think about. Like, I remember somebody told me, you know, like, do you, do you hold a lot of tension in your buttocks? And I was like, who does that? And then I was thinking about it later and I was like, gosh, everybody, I mean, if you sit, you have tension. So there it is. But I just think, wow. So it's really just where is that tension? And some people are so numb that they can't, that's that even just starting at that point is big. The second thing is breathing. Um, so at the beginning of a meditation, you're really typically focusing on the breath. And usually there's like some in some many traditions, you're doing some sort of breathing exercises, like called pranayama. Um, but, uh, you don't want to constantly be pulled out into this world, which is where the fragrance is. You want to go inward. So how does the fragrance help you with that? Well, as you begin to relax and go more inward, the fragrance, your breath, your breathing changes so that you start to take more shallow breaths and you're eventually moved to breathlessness where you're very still. And so you're not, the fragrance is no longer interfering with that part of the meditation. And then when you release that fragrance, maybe either, I mean, you release the, you breathe because you know, you have to breathe. Um, and sometimes it, there's a little bit of, even though it's a microsecond of fear 
like when you're swimming and you, you have that, Oh, I'm, I need some air. I really need some air. It's fear. It, the fragrance is there to sort of relax you back into that, you know, release that fear, move back into your meditation and string that next beautiful pearl of, um, you know, centered stillness. Um, and it can, so the, the beauty of that is that when you go out into the world after your meditation, the fragrance will come up. And in particular with a solid fragrance, the way that I make mine, I use a natural, I have a, I'm very picky about the beeswax that I use because the beeswax is the natural fixative. Fixatives in perfume control the volatility and with the natural, and again, this is where the beauty of just using a natural, I don't need to look at all the molecules inside. I don't need to control it or engineer it. I just bring in this beautiful natural beeswax from these gorgeous farmers and it will release those top notes that normally are not released in an alcohol-based perfume like later. So normally when you put on an alcohol-based perfume, you'll smell the first, the lightest molecules, and then you won't smell them again. They're gone. And so it's kind of nice that, you know, the perfume evolves over time, if it's a nat- especially if it's a natural perfume. But with a solid-based perfume, the, um, the fixative nature of the beeswax will allow for those top notes to come back up as your body warms up. So that first fragrance that you smelled when you opened the perfume and you put it on will be there again to help you throughout the day to anchor you back in that beautiful meditation that you had. Wow. That's great. (laughs) And, and how, what a simple one simple, but two, the smell lovely. (laughs) <laughs> like I, uh, you said, I was so grateful to get all of these samples. Um, and of course I've been trying them all, you know, a different one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Like throughout the day, it's like, oh, there's the Jasmine again, you know, it, and, and one, I'm mindful of it, but two, I'm sure there's so many other times I'm not mindful of it, but my body is picking that up too, as the reminder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. Also, there is a subconscious element where maybe you're not consciously aware that the, the perfume is, you know, um, is present. Um, It's just in the background. And sometimes it's calling you to your awareness of hello. (laughs) Hello. Yes. Now, how I, I know that you work with people with changing their mindsets too, so mm-hmm. they can get, um, you know, heal from anxiety or stress or whatever it may be. Is that pretty much what you do with the meditation then and the fragrance, or is there more technique to that? Um, it really depends on what people want. I can't, what I sometimes do if I'm doing a personal, like it's, you know, a one on one session, I work with um, going, I I work more directly and specifically about where I can observe where they're holding the stress and I can kind of guide them a little bit more. I also, um, we take some time to write, do some writing and 
sort of exploring the emotion and I start to talk to them, sort of guiding them to give me the imagery. And then I will build a guided meditation for them and record it so that they have that to blend, to add to the fragrance. Um, so like, for instance, in one example, you know, some people really like water imagery. So somebody who has had a really bad experience with water, you're not going to want that. Um, so it's really trying to get at what would be that that positive imagery. So a lot of people, like I work with people who are trying to reduce stress or even anger. And um, so it's really focusing on when was a time that you felt um, like, what, for instance, why do you have the anger? Where's this anger coming from? And when, so like for instance, one person was talking about work. And so I said, okay, so let's talk about when you were happy at work. When was a, this, a beautiful moment at work for you? Or in this particular case that worked. And then there were some images that we were able to pull from that memory. And I really sort of make, streamline them. I don't want people picking getting too much into the imagery in their meditation, I want it to just sort of provide this nice backdrop for them to move into the next place that they need to be in their mindfulness. Um, but it's sort of like a little bit of the journey. Yeah. Interesting. When we talked the first time um, and you were asking about what samples would you like? I said to you, like, I hate Rose. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and so then I get the rose the fragrance and it's lovely. And it's highly complex. Yeah, it's highly complex. And I do agree that I think the times in my life that I've smelled rose have been the artificial yucky like air freshener roses or whatever that may be. It's such a different fragrance when it's just all natural. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it just has a vitality and an energy behind it. It's almost impossible to completely replicate that synthetically. Um, so there's three main molecules that are in rose, and they will try to adjust those to make sort of they you know they'll make some sort of rosy type smell. Um, and yeah, they're using those just those three molecules when really in rose there's like I don't know eight hundred or you know, maybe I'm sorry, 80, not 800, like 80 different molecules. And some of them are at like 1%. So these little subtleties of the molecules are really, and then there's also just the energy. I mean, sometimes when I spend time with a rose, you know, they're, they're, um, they're such an interesting plant because they grow almost everywhere. They grow in disturbed soil. A lot of people think that they are a cosseted sort of, you know, plant that has to be mollycoddled, but that's not true. Um, rose itself is very um, hardy, like natural rose. And um, in my backyard, I have rose and the um, grapevine was starting to grow over it. And I was thinking, gosh, do I need to remove the grapevine? And the rose was like, nope, I'm taking care of grapevine myself. Because as it would grasp the rose, it would, the thorns would take it out. Ah. So rose is very resilient um, and a very, you know, we think of it as this flower, but it is a very powerful plant. I love thinking of these like that, of the essence of the plant. Mm. You know, a resilient plant, of course, then those qualities would, you know, transfer over. That's brilliant. 
So and cool. Then, and then even if you smell the, the, some of the branches and the leaves, you start to notice that they have a certain fragrance. I mean, it's not quite the same as the floral, but it's there. And that's definitely true with magnolia. Hmm. Well, I, you know, one thing is, is I've always wanted a perfume in my life, but they've always smelled too chemically. And I and sometimes they give you a headache, the whole thing. So I really have never worn one until now. Now I'm in, now I am in love, and I think I have like eight eight or nine different samples here. So I can't wait to experiment with all of them to see because I really did notice that they smell slightly different on my body too. Yes, you act, your body activates them not only from the that's warming, that's volatilizing the the fragrance, but also your own chemistry is um, interacting with the fragrance. So you're creating this relationship with it. Yeah. And there is one fragrance, the candlelight hike. I smelled it. It's lovely. But then I put it on and now, oh my gosh, this candlelight hike with my fragrance, with my body is like magic. Love it. Yeah. That's a big favorite. People love that one. That's the, <laughs> that was, that was created out of a very, it's a, we have a nat nature reserve and it was associated. They have these, uh, they have these candlelight hikes. And the top note in there is one of the um, smells that you get from cut grass or when you um, you cut into a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what you're smelling along with the citrus. So, yeah, it's lovely. Um, well, this is so fascinating. I when I love your products. I love you. how your approach to them using all of the energy of the plant and all of the science that goes into it too. natural stuff, your intuition. I mean, how can you go wrong when you, you know, you add all those things together? So, <laughs> you can learn more about uh, Catherine at meettheherb.com and tell you have a little pre-recorded class coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I have a way for you to sample four of the, you can, there's two packages, you can choose one or the other, and it comes with a pre-recorded um, class on scent anchoring and confidence. And so it walks you through how to, a lot of people don't even, you know, they, they'll ask me, how do I put this on? And so it walks you through essentially how to use them and how you can invite more confidence into your, like how you can make this personally your own. Um, so, and doing some of the things that we've talked about in this um, podcast. And I do want to point out um, that these are so reasonably priced. Like you get, you know, the four samples are, or are they $6 each? And then you yes. get the class with that. So this and is shipping. Yeah. And, sh and shipping too. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for being, this is just absolutely fascinating. And once again, I'll put a link to, to Catherine's uh, website in the show notes. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated it. It was lovely. And it was wonderful. It's just so much fun to talk about my, my perfumes. I, I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again next time.